Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do and more so we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Uh, welcome to podcast number 11 guys super excited to be sitting here um we get to have another really fun guest on today as you guys have all known and listened lately we've had a bunch of guests on our guest today is a lot of fun she's one of my all-time favorite customers at my restaurant she is the vice president of recruiting at ehs hospitality group Kristen, we're excited to have you sitting here let's get right into it so we get to learn about you gee what are you sipping on today i'm drinking on uh, mgp's private label the rossville union rye Kristen, what do you got i've got breckenridge port white label Nice. Johnny, what do you got? Yeah, I'm sipping on the uh, Kissing Cousins from the Journeyman Distillery in Three Oaks, Michigan. Yeah, Fancy. Pulled that little small bottle out. I knew that was available. I didn't know. (laughs) Awesome. I got the uh, Hudson Baby Bourbon. It's really tasty. Uh, Let's have a little cheers Cheers. here and a good podcast, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Cheers. All right, like I said, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, check us out on Instagram. Check out our website. Check out our Facebook page. Be on the lookout on our website soon for some, what's the term I'm looking for, Johnny? Some exclusive content? Yeah, yeah. exclusive content. Exclusive content. We're working on that. We're going to put some fun stuff out on there, some videos, things that you, you won't get to hear on the podcast. That's coming soon. We got some fun restaurant and hospitality news, uh, especially with one of our favorite companies. G, tell us a little bit about this Sazerac company expansion that we got going on. They got a little bit over a billion dollar expansion that doesn't really mean a whole lot for us right now yeah it's going to mean a lot more for us in about four to six years nice. when we start getting a little more um products like uh, readily available we don't you can only buy one eagle rare when you go out you can yeah. buy a whole case if you want uh, you see a lot more stuff like that out should we talk about what the Sazerac company has a little bit so Kristen and some of our listeners know some of the, the stuff that's in their portfolio oh yeah so if this is your first time listening to us uh we shame on you yeah shame <laughs> first of all two things how dare you second of all how dare you <laughs> Uh, Sazerac does some of the coolest stuff out there. Uh, not to you know shit on anybody else who does anything else, but the Sazerac they do Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare, Blanton's, the Pappy Line, Weller, Elmer John T. J. Mo, John J. Bowman, Elmer T. Absolutely. So um, they they're known for weeded bourbon, but they're also known for a lot of other stuff. And the part of the thing that they're known for is having stuff that you can't find. Yeah, and the, that's the not, rarity of it. Yeah, right? and that's not because they don't want you to drink it. That's because they 10, 12 years ago bourbon wasn't selling. Sure, uh, vodka was the number one worldwide mm-hmm. sale. So they're like, well, why are we making so much if no one's going to buy it? So they weren't making as much. And now everyone's like, ever since like 2014, everyone, that's when bourbon, uh, sorry, that's when whiskey took over vodka and worldwide sales. They, uh, they're like, oh, shoot. Is uh, that what they said? I mean, I oh, think, shucks. <laughs> I think, I think shucks. Darn. <laughs> Well, I'll, well I'll be. I'll be darn. We're going to need to make some of that damn, that, 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 uh, damn dare whiskey. Uh, so they're not all hillbillies. They're all sure they're smart. They're all wearing suits. You just pissed off a whole state, by the way. Yeah. We lost the entire Kentucky baptism. market there. Our, our one Kentucky listener is out. Yeah. So they've been making a lot more recently to keep up with the demand. And sure. I think you can tell that by with how much more Buffalo Trace bottles are actually out there. Yeah. But um, this should be an indication of where whiskey is going and uh, how much you're going to be able to find from them, let alone from every other distillery on the on the shelves today. So maybe give us a little bit of a bump up in some of the rare ones that you can't get because you think the expansion would include more Rick Houses, which would include more of that booze for that specified 
Yeah, there'll be some expansion in the rickhouses, but mostly it's going to be expansion in the actual production like okay. of the actual the making the product. Oh, nice. Um, and you might even see some lower age statements on some of the on some of the whiskeys, so they can pump it out a little bit faster. Cause cool. They got all this product, right? So there's not a whole lot of space to put in it. They, you can add a whole another still that's going to run 24 seven, but they're not necessarily a place to put it, so they're going to start barreling a little earlier. Uh, you see a lot with Japanese. We're going to get into that a little bit later. And you see that with some of the uh, Scotch too. Nice. So awesome. Did you have you had any of those brands? That, <laughs> oh no, I forgot that this wait, is your wait, first what? whiskey. This is, I'm the virgin whiskey drinker here. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna you're gonna learn a lot about whiskey wait. just based on what we're drinking and what Garrett's talking about. Another uh, distillery, uh, one of our favorites, Heaven Hill, just released uh, some news that they're gonna be coming out with a seven year bottled and bond uh, whiskey that had not previously been released. When it comes, they to, weren't even making it. That's right. So they weren't even making it. So they're they, making a six year. Okay. That was only available in a few states okay johnny at the social underground was uh fortunate <laughs> enough to grab a bottle how did there, you how did you get that one there yeah. is a bottle in hand here thank you to garrett oh yeah that's all right i brought yeah. it um <laughs> a little plug so uh that stuff got discontinued maybe about a year ago and they decided to re-release uh their bottled and bond probably coming out later in the fall it's a seven-year age statement the price is actually going up three times for this so it's everyone's kind of really iffy but that six-year probably should have been it was a t- $20 bottle they probably could have gone for 45 and people still would have paid for it. Nice. It was a really good product. That's one of the things we're finding out about bourbon. There's a lot of expensive bourbon out there, but the real value is finding that good. Or even just whiskey in general, just sure, like whiskey. rye or bourbon. Right. Sure. There's a lot of really expensive whiskey out there, you know, finding that good 35 to $50 Portable. bottle that's yeah. an everyday drinker that, you know, is probably worth more. Where than you like actually getting. can crack it and pour it without like shaking and exactly. feeling like you're or saving like, for a special yeah, occasion. Saving it, saving yeah. it. Yes. And that's yeah. it. Whiskey is definitely meant to be drank and yeah. definitely. And sure. Meant to be shared with people. Yeah. Totally agree. So I was going to save the Blanton Golds for a special occasion, but that's pretty much gone. You what, drank you, it already? No, my brother came over the other day and he didn't realize what it was and he was pounding it. <laughs> I'm really glad I. You're like, oh. I mean, he had a couple of like thick glasses, like, you know, a couple knuckles. Three knuckles worth. I'm like, what are you drinking? And he goes, that one with the gold horse on the top. I'm like, no. Oh, boy. No, please, no. We'll get another one. Or we will attempt it. Garrett will get us another one. No, we, we won't do anything, but Gary will get us another We'll get another one. one. Don't worry about that. All right. Perfect. I'm glad that we got to talk about that. Sazerac Company got new stuff coming out. Heaven Hill coming out with new stuff. I know Maze and Mash will have all of it. Burger Social is going to work really hard on getting some of it, too. <laughs> I'm already working on you guys getting some, too. Perfect. Thank you for thinking of us. But that's great for the whiskey drinkers, and that's going to affect the bourbon world in a pretty big way. Yeah, it'd be really interesting because the things that people are spending, you know, secondary market value on stuff yeah. is going to be more readily available. So we'll see what that happens to the secondary. But also, people are going to be drinking stuff that they've wanted to drink in a long time. So that should bring some more yeast into our restaurant. And that's great for the us as a, as a client and the customers that want to have that product. So Absolutely. we don't have to spend outrageous mm-hmm. prices for it. Uh, beer review we're going to do today is one of my favorite breweries out of Darien. It's hot butcher we're doing their ale america uh they just released it it's a mosaic apa it's six percent it's gonna be delicious like i have not had it but i guarantee you we're gonna like it how awesome is that name right around fourth of july when mm. you get all I like know. hillbilly wait till you see the artwork have you <laughs> yeah, seen it's it cool. that hot butcher america america <laughs> yeah. america definitely bring it to all the parties on the fourth <laughs> give me the hit yeah. absolutely uh what's the spirit you brought for us to try today uh, we're drinking some japanese whiskey today some uh hibiki centauri Cool. Excited about Is it the Harmony one? It is. Awesome. That's a that's a nice special one. We got our customer of the week this week is people who tip on the total after a gift card is run. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's probably a good thing. That means you're tipping on the total pre-gift card being run. But we'll we'll tell you what not to do and how to piss off servers and bartenders all over the world by tipping after the gift card's run. 
All right, Kristen, we kind of talked about this before we started recording. Yeah. You know, we always explain what our yearly industry ebb and flow is. And so obviously uh, every industry is different. Your industry might have this where based on the seasons, based on your payroll, based on, you know, the wind blowing a certain direction, how your industry moves based on these different things that affect it. So for, for us, we we describe it as our, for the, the restaurant industry is that it could be the yearly industry ebb and flow would be December. It's the holidays. It's packed. You're getting your ass kicked. How was your shift? Yeef. It was crazy. It was that yearly industry <laughs> ebb and flow. The same thing goes for February when it's dead. Slow, it's not busy. Yeah. It's slow. How was your shift? Yeef. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it kind of goes on all different directions just based on what's going on. The thing that is definitely affecting us right now, summertime, and I don't know if you felt this, oh, is... Daytime. When other towns neighboring you have weekend festivals, it definitely pumps it up on weekends when that's not going on. Mm -hmm. We had our best Friday and Saturday like two weekends ago, and it was crappy weather. We had the best weather ever this past weekend, and we were down several Gs because what was the the festival? It was the Geneva Swedish Fest. Oh, the Swedish place is amazing. Which is awesome. I went twice. And and, and honestly, when we had good numbers, we still had we had more. We had better numbers on Friday than a Friday or Saturday than normally does. I was probably wondering why you it helped was out. Slow. Yeah. Oh, nice. You, you were picking up the slip. Yeah, why, exactly. <laughs> like, why? Wow, I got. It was before, before an hour. Wow, right, we got fr- to get exactly. Set but Friday and Saturday yeah, were like yeah. just kind of chill, even though we still had good numbers. But they were down from the week before, and the weather was even nicer. We didn't even have the patio in full effect the previous weekend, mm-hmm. and still had crazy numbers. And um, it's just because there was no town fest going on. Do you ever have any experience with that? Now, as as far as when Glen Ellen has a fest, is that helping or hurting you guys? Yeah, so it's like an ongoing struggle with me in the city of Glen Ellen. Every time they have one of those fests, we usually lose a little bit because it's mostly really? towards family stuff. Okay. And we don't have a kids menu. We don't. We have you know a couple tables. You got crayons? And, no, no crayons. <laughs> I'll give you a pen if you need it. Um, <laughs> we don't have like tables that like really fit kids, and like there's this is not like aimed for kids. And I'm okay with that. You know, ninety percent of the year, but just right. these like these like weekends where like there's fest going on with kids, this just doesn't work for us. And then the same thing with good weather. Uh, our patio is non-existent. There's like you guys I, are if, more of a cozy. Yeah, yeah like, so like, and also like, how many people are going out for a glass of bourbon neat on a ninety degree day? Like, it's not mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. so like su- summer. Summers are slow season. Once the temperature drops below eighty, we're right back at it. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta kind of have the patio, and, and that's it's not another. Like, I don't want to say like we're slow. We're just slower. Slower. Yeah, sure. Like, slower than normal. We're still printing. You're by far not slow. Let's well, got the we're cozy, darker money. feel. <laughs> yeah. 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 But at nighttime, that doesn't matter. No. Right. Um, let's uh, let's interview our guest once again, Kristen. We're excited to have you here, and thanks, thanks. for joining us. Yeah, I was so, I'm so excited to be here. Beautiful. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, and sure. then we'll ask you some more questions as it pertains to you know what we got going on here. Yeah. So um, so I am working for EHS Hospitality. I'm a hospitality recruiter. So basically, hire all the great people for your restaurants. And I actually started in the industry kind of in a weird way right out of college I was working in communications and had a big old jerk for a boss and the IT guy that worked there said you know what my wife is pregnant and she's gonna be leaving her job and she needs help now and then you can take her job but you can't work for this guy anymore and I was 22 and I went over to the California Culinary Academy in San Francisco and I was the placement assistant and after being there for about nine to Almost 10 years, I was the director of placement, their internship program, and alumni relations. Oh, nice. And that was funny. I was young, and young and dumb, let's just say that, and 
knew all the chefs in San Francisco and Napa and basically was providing them free talent. My favorite story about that is I, um, Pascal Rifloff and um, Biet Geiger from Pebble Beach would come to the career fairs and I'd staff them regularly and they kept saying, when are you coming? When are you coming? And I didn't play golf and I really didn't care. And I was, but all the chefs would come in and be like, Kristen, can you get me on? And I was like, all right. So I'd call. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I was getting them on this like super expensive elite golf on course. On Pebble Beach? Yes. Really? All the time. I, my husband's a huge golfer and he's- Yeah, he, we'll go whenever you- Yeah, yeah we're well, ready. that was we're years ready. ago. But <laughs> when, yeah, I tell uh-huh. that story. He's like, you've got uh-huh. to be- But I will tell you, Pascal actually came. He's like, okay, no more of these chefs. When are you coming? And nice. I did go. And, well, they um, always want the cute young girls yeah, to course, hang out. They don't course. want the dirty <laughs> chefs. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, 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 he's like, like you sent me these guys over here? I thought you are friends with a 23-year-old blonde girl. So I grew up in California and spent most of my life there. And then I got recruited to be the director of human resources to open up. They were doing a big renovation to the Allerton Crown Plaza. So, you know, on Michigan Avenue where it says tip top tap. Mm-hmm. So they actually moved me here and um, to, and I remember my, um, my boss at the time, he said, Michigan Avenue, it's just like Union Square in San Francisco. You will love it. And he actually provided me with like boots and a car warmer and a because I had never lived in a place that snowed but I we did a 64 million dollar renovation to the hotel and I actually had to let go of 250 people and oh, then geez. we rebuilt the hotel and then I had to hire so I had no HR experience but they knew I could place people so then I could find people jobs so was able to staff the entire hotel wow so what I did was I so you had, made a lot of friends well actually friends what I did was enemies. I yeah. said I can get all these people I, so I convinced the company I said you know if you give me two grand, I can throw a career fair. I will get all these people new jobs if they want a new job. And then you won't have to pay unemployment. And so they said, sure. So I did. I got 75% of them new jobs. Basically, if they wanted a job, they could. there was something available for them. Nice. We started with the executive level. Well, we had the sales team on. Those were my only friends. They were the cute girls that I had because we, I, had, I didn't know anyone. And then- What um, were we doing? Exactly. Yeah. We get the wrong job. Yeah. And so I'll, then we- I'll Sales? Yeah, fine. I mean. Yeah. Well, they were, you know, that was back in the Ally McBeal, like short skirt days and- um, Sex in the city yeah. and the cosmos. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So <laughs> I think we, I was like 13. I'm still friends with all those girls. I'll get them all to listen. Oh nice, um, yeah. perfect. So, th- so we, we would. Love um, you. I'm married. <laughs> Show me your ring again, yeah, Garrett. Let me see. <laughs> so that we. Um, so I hired all the executive team. They were in charge of you know of bringing in the staff, and we hired this one guy who. He was the only one that hired his entire staff back. He was reservations, and um, I married him. Nice. That's how you met Doug? That's how I met Doug. I hired Doug. You hired Doug? Yeah. So we got married, and I decided we probably shouldn't work together. I was director of HR. He was director of revenue. No, so I left, and my old... And again, circling back to the culinary school, I knew the recruiters from Brinker. The head recruiter there was the VP of recruiting and HR for Cheesecake Factory. And she called me and she said, I need a Midwest recruiter. And it was just the timing was great. And to be honest, I was done with all the union stuff that was happening in Chicago at the time. We were having like, you know, it was when the unions were big. I mean, across the street, they put rats in the hotel. It was rough. I mean, we had a guy that would come into the war all black and he had pins all over him, safety pins for every time management pinned it on the little guy. And he arbitrated everything. So I was like, felt like a lawyer. I was in arbitration. If somebody fell asleep in a guest room or drank all the booze in the guest room and they were on the clock, I'm like, well, they stole and they didn't do their job. And, but we got to arbitrate it. You know, you would think you could just fire them, but you couldn't. So I was kind of over it anyway. And um, so I started recruiting for Cheesecake. And again, I'm old. I mean, that was back. I actually had a fax machine and I would put ads in the paper and I'd get resumes faxed into my house. And I traveled and I um, was had a calling card and I'd sit in a 
phone booth, which my kids don't even know what that is, and I do my calls. <laughs> so technology and is definitely huge, yeah. been huge for you yeah. guys. Not to skip, like, I feel like we're skipping, like, eight questions yeah. by getting into the but technology But no, so, yeah, part. so Bruce Faber's friends with every person on Instagram, and he contacted me, and I'm like, I'll check this guy out. He's got a pretty good business, and he pretty much is connected with everyone. So my, is, he, is he the owner of EHS? Yeah, so he's got the Chicago market, and... um yeah, my fifth year anniversary is uh, in August. Awesome. So, yeah. That's very Long cool. Long story, you could cut it all out, John. <laughs> cut it all out. It's got to go. Just, <laughs> just have the, the favor part, yeah. the Instagram favor part. It's all part. great. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Well, you got to learn You got to learn about the background and how you get to it. You can cut it all out, but that's how, how, you probably Why know that Why would we cut it me. off? It's a beautiful story. <laughs> <laughs> Being a recruiter, are you recruiting for your hospitality and restaurant? Are, is it all-encompassing, front of the house, back of the house? It doesn't matter. You're Everything. kind of a, a, a headhunter of sorts yeah, as I mean, far as... Yeah, I mean, we do. I just had a VP um, of ops position all the way down to, you know, hourly. I have hourlies for Qdoba right now, If you you know. So we also will do accounting people, um, office managers, catering sales people. And if it's a hospitality world and you need it, we can find it. Pretty pretty competitive. You can find, I can, can find I it. Can find yeah. it. <laughs> they can find you. <laughs> you, you can I, will, find I will find it. Yeah. Pretty competitive industry are you battling with other companies oh i mean there's there's so many recruiters out there and that's the thing that these companies can you know there's no exclusivity where you're like i'm only going to work with ehs hospitality so they're out there with a couple other recruiting groups as well absolutely you know there's that thing about well how are we different than some of the other recruiting agencies out there in my opinion to be honest it's all about who i am personally i'm it's a relationship building thing so you're not thinking i'm going to call necessarily EHS, I'm going to call Kristen or I'm going to call Bruce because of, and I do think it's karma. I never, ever think about, you know, oh, this client. So let's say I'm trying to find Mike a job and I'm like, okay, well, Maze and Mash pays more than Burger Social. So I'm going to push him towards Maze and Mash. I don't do it that way. No, I, I no. It's karma and it's their job, not mine. Right. So <laughs> sure. what's good true. for what's good for the client. Right. right. So a lot of, I mean, I had a guy the other day, I was talking to him and he goes, you realize you placed me at Cheesecake Factory 18 years ago. And I was like, I did. Was he back looking for no, another he, job? He was actually, he's a, a GM at Dave & Buster's and Dave & Buster's was looking for catering people and managers and I needed them to meet him in the interview process. And so the recruiter for Dave & Buster's said, hey, can you call Ed, the GM over at Dave & Buster's? And <laughs> and then I called him. He's like, you know, you placed me at Cheesecake like 18 years ago. And That's crazy. So yeah, so a lot of them, and I do have people I've placed multiple times, you know, I try not to work with somebody, you know, if they're still employed, but if they lose their job, I'll try to help them out. Again. Yeah, yeah. So how is that connected? made at the start so like when you say you're someone looking for a job and say you're a business looking for somebody how does EHS connect how does all that kind of come together right is there like a a main like database or something that everybody shares from or is it like well so we have a we have a website and we there's 50 of us and growing we've got we work nationwide so we've recruiters all over the country and so for example we have big accounts like Landry's and Darden and we'll have like so I like I'll work Darden in the Midwest, but then I've got a, you know, an East Coast recruiter that will work them. So those have been like with our company for years. Um, I just recently got a new client who found me on LinkedIn and saw my background and gave me a call out of the blue and said, hey, we'd like, I would say a lot of times it's like that or word of mouth where another company will say, oh, we use EHS, we use, you know, Kristen, we use Bruce, and then they call me that way. So you're really building your own sort of library and profile, oh, yeah. you know, profiles for your own self, not necessarily for other people at EHS or... Well, so my client, so if it's my client... Yeah. I manage the client, but the entire team can work okay. on, on They have it. access to all mm-hmm. that. So if I get a so if I'm working with a company and I have job orders, everybody can work on them. 
I'll make a higher percentage or I make a, actually, to be honest, I make a small percentage on anything that anybody else places. If I place somebody, then I'll make a little bit more, but we all work together as a team. You know, if I get a client, everyone's excited because we can all work on them. Nice. Cool. Yeah. That's got to be good for the client too, right? I mean, oh, like, yeah. Well, I'm like, it's yeah, just to your person. benefit to have 50 of us working for you. Totally and agree. You only work with me, so you don't have to like have 50 recruiters calling you, but you've got 50 people on yeah, uh, with feet on the ground in yeah. these cities helping you recruit. So That's yeah. cool. Uh, when you get people like coming to ask you for a job or like, this is what I like to do, Yeah. how many times do you like look at the resume and go, uh, Oh, I don't even call luck. those people. <laughs> good luck, buddy. <laughs> Those people aren't even Actually, you know what's really funny? One of our newer recruiters just asked this question. He sent me and Bruce an email, and he's like, how do you handle somebody who just is clearly not qualified and is asking for your help? You know, basically, what there's a few ways. I mean, you, you can say, you know, kind of do the whole, oh, yeah, I'll keep my eye out for you, and really not. You know, I'm usually pretty honest, and I'll say, hey, Mike, you know, most of my clients are looking for me. Why is it going to be Mike? That's what you get for sitting in there's a customer. There's right, a Garrett sorry. and a Johnny in here. I'll do this. Johnny's, so, not, Johnny's not my peripheral. Yeah, you, can, you can use Garrett next time. I'll, I'll scoot over here. Listen, Mike, you're just not qualified just to not do anything qualified. you're doing. I, mean, I will kind of Have be honest. Have you tried like, washing hey, Dishes. You can, we can. I'll gear you. You know, you're. We've got more management positions. You just don't have as many years of experience that we need. And to be honest, my clients, people who are paying me, are the companies, sure, not the candidates. So right. So I be- can't give them a mediocre person. I can't give them a GM who hasn't been. We'll never use you again. Well, exactly. It wouldn't behoove you. But you can in still go try. Model. Mike can still go try. I'm like, hey, if you want to go try on your own, they might hire you, but they're not going to pay me right. to give you their resume. So exactly. Yeah. It wouldn't behoove you to start placing people mediocre clients with your clients anyways or mediocre Media people would, with no. your because then you are ruining your and reputation we, we call and it gatekeeping you... too so like if i've got a client and i've my coworkers are sending me i'll say nope i'm not sending this person yeah nope i'm not sending this person you know so i'll start kind of wide sometimes to let them weed people out but you get to know your client you get to know no i'm sorry i can't send somebody sure, you've been doing this long enough service. you know yeah, yeah yeah so you mentioned before we started recording that you had said that interviewing seemed to be going in a more of a casual direction can you kind of elaborate <laughs> on what that means and and where and how it pertains to like the restaurant groups and, and i stuff? don't i mean i i'm assuming so that what should is, mike wear which yeah <laughs> the perfect take that t-shirt off mike. <laughs> should i wear a tie <laughs> i don't know garrett changed for this whole thing so in a button down he looks very nice listen Thank i came straight from I am still I, married, by the way. I ran, I ran home to get clothes after I got out of work. I had no time. You look great. Thank you. I feel, <laughs> I feel great. Don't let her run you ragged. You look uh, fantastic. Well, let's be clear. This is not an interview, so it's he's not an, fine. Well, we're interviewing you. So. Yeah. That's right. And I kind of look And cute. you look great. I'm all good. You look so great. I'm good. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that, I don't know if it's Johnny just our industry. Thanks. <laughs> Jack Daniels. <laughs> He has a Jack Daniels t-shirt on. People can't see us. Right? And shorts. <laughs> I was worried about it until I saw Mike having a black shirt and shorts, too. So, so we're okay. Oh, were you going to dress up for I'm, me, too? I'm oh, that was oh, nice. Oh, I was going to go put my suit on after I saw Garrett put his button up on Yeah, that was kind of interesting. God, Garrett's really up in the game on clothes oh, over here. Hey. Why are we dressing up? This is a podcast. She's in, she's a recruiter. That's, That's right. true. Oh, that Garrett's so looking good. for a job. Oh, man. Cheesing it. Cheesing it. You have your resume with you? Let's talk I haven't about written a resume in oh. years. I can help you with that too. That's another thing we do. We can do, we can help you write to. your resume, and you probably don't. But if you're going to stay a Mesa Mash forever, you don't need anything. But I've never gotten a job that I needed a resume for. Mm. Isn't that weird? No, not necessarily. I mean, if you have you've been you know domino effect where it's uh, people you know, and and I mean that's up the, kind up of, the ladder in yeah. a company that knows yeah. you, and yeah. you, you're, you're also you're also now. serving whiskey. You're not you know a VP of. a <laughs> 
<laughs> no offense. Yes, <laughs> yes. I got the wrong yes, end of this thing real quick. Exactly. You're well, just serving whiskey. It's, yeah, it's not like you're looking yeah. for a VP position. Yeah, it's it's our new like, customer of the week like a, next yeah. week. Well, and you yeah. know, you have hospitality recruiters who just think you just serve whiskey. Cuts, cuts. <laughs> Don't do anything no, else. No, we're leaving. Pour drinks. <laughs> Definitely leaving. This, this, is the, this is the good stuff right here. <laughs> you don't do anything. Well, you thanks just for coming whiskey. and hanging out. Well, good to see you. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy your whiskey down the hatch. <laughs> don't let the door hit you. <laughs> but the good Lord split you. <laughs> but yeah, oh, so it's so true. Where <laughs> 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 right, we? Let's let's reel it in. We'll reel it in. What do we say? Uh, we were, we were talking about oh. interviewing, becoming more. Do you need more whiskey? Yes. I'm good now. Okay. I might even. I'm getting okay. a little heated. Perfect. Um, That's how we do it down here. <laughs> First, we crank the air conditioning. Like, then we just pour whiskey down your throat. Now you're here. just sweating. I don't know. Is it just my? In- it's just this industry. I don't know. I feel like people. I mean, I interview people, and they're like, "Um, I don't have my resume in front of me. Do you have my resume? I can't remember what year that was. You have your resume? I'm like, really? You're in an interview situation. You don't have your resume in front of you. Yeah, that just sounds. I mean, like I can laziness. tell you a million stories. Again, people don't. I had. A guy just the other day, um, he was really upset because he went to an interview and they something happened with scheduling and they didn't have the person to interview him. And so I called him and I said, hey, look, there's been a mix up. I'm so sorry that they're not going to, they don't have someone to interview you today. We're going to have to reschedule. He's very mad. This is his whole morning. He's all pissed off. And I said, okay, well, let's backtrack. So you had an interview yesterday with Velvet Taco. How did that go? Oh yeah, I didn't take the call. <laughs> And I said, well, what do you what do you mean you didn't take the call? And he goes, well, I was on the phone with Native Foods, and I liked that one better. And I was like, well, wait, it was a scheduled interview. Yeah. Well, it was on the phone. I'm like, but it was an interview. It was a formal interview. Like, you now will not get that job. You just totally. And then I said, do you understand that what you just did to that company by no showing to an interview, you're all mad because this company wants to yeah. reschedule. Like, your time is more important than theirs. Well, I like that. You, I have a lot of irons in the fire, and I've got... Well, so it's all about you. So they, so it's a strange perspective like that. Is that a generational thing? I thought it was. I, I really, I could go off on that. We could talk a little GD bit about it. GD millennials. It, it may, that may, I mean, we're like, I've had people not show up for interviews because their um, phone died. Mm. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find, my phone died. Well, what do you mean? I don't know anyone well, who's why, why under 35 who doesn't know where their phone is. Well, like, first of all, how is it a valid excuse not to do anything if you have prior knowledge of the right. of the interview or of but whatever so it is? Back in my day, we went on, you know, we'd print out directions oh, yeah. and you knew where you were going. But Google like, Maps. These people literally get in the car, they like, oh, and, then Map quest. and then your phone died. Well, my mom didn't wake me up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. oh, boy. I've had that. Did you, um, did you want your mom to feed you and dress you, too? Yeah. I actually had a guy call the CEO of a company and was like, um, I know you want me to come in at 8, but, you know, I don't want to take the 640 train, and the next train is at 740. So, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, back in our day, you'd get there an hour early, you'd get a cup of coffee. You'd... But he was like, oh, I'd really like to take the later train. I don't want to get there that early. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly the job isn't well, that important. Obviously. But I don't think that's the case. I don't. They just, I just they think, just think just that's the norm. It's just a more casual feeling. I mean, well, people... how do you think it's going to be January 1 when the weed goes into oh, legalization? Oh, got signed. I, the governor signed it. My mother-in-law just asked me to buy her a bag. I got, it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a text from her. You should, you should tell her that it never got legal and then charge her an upcharge. That's not... Oh, then Makes, I'm like yeah. a dealer, right? Exactly. Make some money on this. Oh, so just go down like to whatever local pub... <laughs> 
<laughs> like the one of those drug families. You could be like the new uh, the the Ozark show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I oh. love that show. That is a good show. Yeah. I like it. Have you seen I'm, it? I'm That's still a, the old. dad from. Uh, oh, it's Jason Arrested Bateman. Development. Yeah. yeah. Come on, you gotta best. know Jason Bateman. Johnny's seen Ozark, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. I love that show. Jason Bateman. So let's talk Andrew. about really real quick how yeah. how the weed um, being legal is gonna affect mm. your industry and how drug tests between That's companies. A- and people who... Great question. Um, I'm surprised Johnny didn't come up with that you one. You know, the, it's funny because I do work with a lot of hotels. Hotels are big into the drug testing sure. and background te- tests. And Is I've that, actually... I thought you were going to say big into the drugs. Garrett's out. Big into the drug testing. <laughs> what am I doing in restaurants? Well, and that I actually pour, was thinking it is kind of weird because you have like, you know, Colorado and California where it's been legal for a while. Bottom line is I don't think that they're... I think it's still going to be don't pass a drug test, you don't get the job. Well, it's going to be it's up just to the like company. You, you come yeah. up with alcohol in your yeah. system. Yep. You're not going to be able to How get the job. How long do you think that's going to last, though? I think it'll last in at least in certain... I mean, it's pretty loosey-goosey for restaurants right now anyway, but hotels, yeah. it's not. All right, yeah. let's, say, so, let's say total hypothetical. It's mm-hmm. coming off the top of my head yeah. right now. Let's say in five years, all 48 states are... Legal. Legal. How long do rest- hotels say, if you can't pass a marijuana test, you don't get a job? Mm. So 2024, it's illegal... Well, you know, it stays in the the problem is is you you know you test for alcohol it comes up, gets out of your system pretty quickly. You test for for marijuana, it's a really weird spectrum. So, for example, someone like me, last time I smoked marijuana or had was I was seventeen and I didn't like it, right? So it's not in my system at all. I would, could take a hit and it wouldn't show up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then so like Mike. <laughs> Just kidding. God bless it. Are you giving someone who smokes so much weed? Like Finally, Mike? I'm off the I'm off the burner. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Did we get those shots someone of Rumpelmann? Cold tea feels good now. Then you have somebody uh, like Mike. Yes, you were saying. <laughs> Sorry, but then you you know you have somebody that is uh, like Mike. Somebody who's a habitual. Extreme user, someone who right. does someone the who, weed, who does the weed, who does the weed. What do we call it? And they do the, and then they, they do the weed. Can, yeah. I mean, you could even take a break for a week or two. Yeah, it's still, still pay, in still, your system, yeah, yeah. so it doesn't matter. So, and that's what people don't understand. I mean, right. I actually have had that happen where people are like, "Well, I didn't smoke for a week." Well, yeah, you must wake and bake every day, and then you take a week off. It doesn't help you. Right now, I I have heard of of tests that are starting to come out where they can actually tell like if you're high at the time. Right. Whether it, so, it separates it from being in your system. So it's like a it's for like Colorado and California for driving tests. Right. That's what I was so, gonna say. A lot of the hotels exactly. it's so, for drivers. So I mean, yeah. I don't know if they can implement that. I don't know if that would even behoove okay. it. But then, like, I mean, who's showing up to a an interview or a, piss, right. or a piss test high? On, I don't know. On maybe that maybe a chef cooks a little better. Most when of he's the had Cincinnati Bengals. I guarantee you, his taste buds yeah. are taste buds are better. So I, I think that our industry in general <laughs> is pretty lax with with yeah. drug testing anyway. I mean, yeah. I actually have had people complain. Like I can't hire anybody because they're all pe- not passing the drug test. Well, we we joke so, that if you pass the drug test, you're just not getting hired. Yeah, I mean, right? You need to be. <laughs> you gotta be. You gotta. You gotta. Well, in I, this, the I don't think it's an issue. Yeah, I don't think it's an issue. I don't think it's an issue for Perfect. industry, but I think hotels. It's gonna. You know, that's where. That's where we'll. So see. when do they become lax? Do you think they ever do? Hotels? Yeah, I think if they can do what Mike, like what Mike's saying, if they, as long as that someone's not high on site, the problem is, is like drivers, yeah, shuttle drivers. You've got people going into other people's, you know, rooms. They're you sure. want them on drugs. Well, I there's mean, a professionalism the, aspect the, the, yeah, too, the though. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, your sales will go up on uh, Snickers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can All put the up, maybe maybe you, the gummy bears are now not just gummy bears in the. Well, Maybe they start that's providing the they start it in money. Right. I didn't even think way. about it's that. It's a yeah. great idea. Have some edibles right. in there. It's all edible. It's cut. They charge you like $300, but who cares? People, people will pay for totally. it. Totally. Let's start a awesome. hotel. 
I said I would. Pay, I'd pay for high, a, high times. I'd pay twenty dollars to have a glass of wine at the pool today. There you go. I mean, if I could have had, where are you going to get liquor at a pool? You're not, but I would pay. Like if oh, they said, like, if you need I'm it, I'm going to the park district over know, here, and you're that's, getting wine. That's how I think they could yeah. make money in our little town. There you go. What? Uh, let's talk about the whiskey you've had today. We're, we're drinking. Yeah. Your, you're drinking the Breckenridge Port Cask Finish. When you sat down, you told me you had never had whiskey before. Well. What's your thoughts Technically, on it Technically, I had one sip of whiskey that Garrett had poured. What was it, Old Fashioned? Or a, no, a smoked Manhattan. Right. That my friend Jeff, my coworker, who also works for EHS, had, and I took a sip of it. And he said that I broke my cherry. But this is my first glass <laughs> of whiskey. What a, cla- what a classic I, guy <laughs> thing to say at a bar. I don't well, know if he really broke said that to me. I don't know if he really said that. <laughs> you, <laughs> but I said it. You just throw it him <laughs> yeah, under the bus. I just threw it in there. You're just making the story better. That's right. I, I'm known for that. Um, You're embellishing a little bit. A little How bit. dare you? So this is my first glass, my a personal neat, a neat drink. whiskey. Yeah. And what's your, and what's, what's, what's your actually, thoughts? Right? You yeah. like it? I love it. Yeah. Stacy, yeah. what's your usual go-to? I want when that you, horse one now. I want the one with the horse on it. Oh boy, that's <laughs> it. You oh, got this, John's brother, about that one. That one's buried. That, 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 that one's buried in the backyard. That is hidden. So what's your what's your usual go-to? I know that I've poured you plenty of beers. but What what if you're walking into a bar on a day like today? What what do you order? Day like today, it's warm i'd have sure. probably a glass of chardonnay perfect pinot grigio awesome i'm not a big sauvignon blanc because they're a little grassy sometimes okay is it the new zealand style or the california both I, it depends i mean if, if it's more grapefruity i like it but the grassy ones i don't like were we talking about what, what your go-to was oh, okay. um in high school or college oh, yeah. what was the go-to so coors light okay what was really funny, so my first thing I ever drank was Bartles and James. <laughs> <laughs> do they even make that anymore? Of course they Wine do. Cooler? Wine cooler? Do they have those? 14-year-olds need something to oh drink. Oh, my gosh. So I had, yeah, so Bartles and James, and then um, I think I threw up and never had another <clears throat> one again. And then Coors Light, and Coors Light all through college, too. I mean, we didn't drink. It's another, talking about generational things, we did not drink hard alcohol in high school or college. And what I'm seeing is high school kids are drinking vodka, college kids are drinking i mean all my cousins and stuff they drink hard alcohol i think that that has to do with what your parents are drinking do you what, what, were your parents drinking hard oh, alcohol my dad Coors Light. see every day so you're drinking and my Coors mom Light. didn't drink yeah i, I really think that it, this is generational i think that like people in the 50s they were drinking budweiser you know what I mean? Yeah. So like their kids growing up, they drink you Budweiser, but then it, it starts to change, and you say you start drinking what your parents are drinking. I also think it has something to do with money. Yeah, like, that's true. If you're like gonna maybe you couldn't get booze. cheap vodka back then, right? Or... Like so, like when I was in college, like I didn't have a lot of money. No, I had yeah. a, I had more than my like friends on my dorm room because I had like a job in high school. Yeah. Uh, but so, like I only wanted I limited myself to twenty dollars uh, a week Friday and Saturday night for and that was your alcohol budget, yeah. right? I could get a. My dad did like, give me beer money, but though he's like pretty cool. Hawk, Hawkeye vodka for like <laughs> yeah. six ninety nine for a handle, <sighs> and then I would throughout the week like grab like lemonade and juice oh, from the. So you were making it yourself. So I was making my own like chasers. See, we were going to the bars and we would just get Coors Light. I mean, you couldn't afford to get it. How much was vodka. a Coors Light at the bar? Oh, two fifty. What? All right, so that's yeah, not too bad. I was, I was in California. Cal- oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah. California is way more expensive. So yeah, I drank did you ride your skateboard there too? I actually did have a skateboard. I believe you. I believe and you. And you know what? Back in when I went to college in San Diego, they had um, beach cruisers. And you could ride them to the bars and then you could just leave it. 
and then you grab another one and ride it home. And the now di- they stole the divvy, them all. The divvy bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now their oh, bikes yeah. are all gone. No. Yeah. Before they were, they were free. You know, people just dumped them, and then you drive. And now they don't. I was like, where are all the bikes? That's called stealing, by the way. Well, now they, that was right, what it was. Offer, now they offer rewards for people who yeah. return the bikes. Return yeah. The bikes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean I was just people drunk re- stealing yeah. someone's yeah. bike? People yeah. who return them now get paid. Yeah. Whether you find uh, it in like a dumpster or you actually use it. And then that's what they said. They all got stolen. Speaking of divvy bikes, you see they got the new motorized scooters now in Chicago. Yeah, there's gonna be so many lawsuits on it oh, i can't wait to it's hear fantastic. all about it you have to yeah. wear a helmet i don't know if you have to i'm I, out i saw i, did, I, I didn't, I didn't see them. you're out no oh, you just what a heart helmet. what a heart i don't even like these earphones oh, i have on right God. now take them off then. i heard they're not like available in the loop <laughs> like, yeah they turn off they're not supposed oh. to be in the loop yeah they, they, they'll turn themselves off if they're a couple it's blocks too in much the loop. Traffic. yeah yeah it's dangerous nice see like people they go up to like 18 miles an hour good yeah that's it's incredible very cool yeah there's gonna be a lot of people who die on it's like better than a segway have you ever been on one? I have not. I've never dangerous. been on a Segway. The guy who yeah. created Segway died on a Segway. Yeah. For real? Yeah. Wow. He like rolled, rolled off a cliff or something. That's wow. a good segue into our next. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we are so tangent. I'm sorry. It's all me. Our next topic no, was good. death. It's good. It's super tangent. <laughs> and we're going to talk about death now. <laughs> Talk um, about people who die doing their own jobs. That, that is probably there's probably a good amount of people doing that. That's I wonder right. how many people who like created like liquor died from alcohol poisoning. Oh. We don't want to discuss that on this show. We're trying to embrace the the loving responsibility, responsibility, and the fact that you can handle booze in a respectful, right. responsible way. I got the last question for you. Um, what's your thoughts of the underground studio and the production that our lovely producer, oh, our wonderful producer Johnny, puts on over here? Great. I first of all, super impressed with um, the quality of the podcast. I've listened to, I think, five of them before I came in. Boom. Um, plug. Yeah, and I think that you guys have improved tremendously, and I think Thank your you. guests really do improve the show. <laughs> they do. We we really why do you think we have them on so right now we have the best guest <laughs> this is the best I don't know I think we're gonna have to start ever. cutting some of the stuff I've been saying after my two knuckles of whiskey here but um <laughs> but now you're talking the language that's too. right I'm in there I'm getting there um but and and this bar is really cool it's cool uh, you it's guys great can't backdrop, see it but right? it's really awesome it's a great yeah, backdrop yeah. so very well, and th- I and you my pizza and my free alcohol it's all good cool I'll do it again cool well thanks for joining us thanks. uh we're gonna get into the beer uh, stuff now unless anybody else has any uh, last questions anything else you want to talk about no i'm thirsty let's yeah, i'm thirsty let's have some beer if you need awesome. a job call me oh, oh, yeah, yeah. do you want to do you want to plug your sure. your hospitality yeah, your group yeah, EHS hospitality and um we've got a great website we actually have a great database of gosh over twenty thousand people in it um so employers or employees and i work with you so how do, cool. they, how do they find you you guys can find me on linkedin you can google me or call mike <laughs> <laughs> text Mike and Mike has text her number Mike, Mike has all my info <laughs> perfect awesome let me uh, let me go grab some beers and let's do it up alright alright beautiful our beer review which I'm super excited about because mainly I'm thirsty but uh, I know it's going to be delicious we have Hot <laughs> hot Butcher for the World uh, Ale America the Beautiful it's a Mosaic Hopped American Pale Ale it's 6% ABV we're going to pour some of this out and we're going to drink it and talk about it Kristen have you had any of a uh, Hot Butcher's beers I have not alright they're out of dairy um, they don't have their own tap room right now. They use Miskatonic's uh, brewery to brew. They must be friends with the owner or something like that. But they uh, 
They only do like what's the best way to put it? They're not at a lot of bars. I haven't okay. seen their stuff at a lot of bars. Uh, I got to say the beer cellar in Glen Ellen, mm-hmm. one of my favorite places to go to get beer. They have great selection over there if you've not been there. So with drinking beer, you want to get a big whiff. Ooh, you can smell that right yeah, away. Yeah, you, you can. Oh yeah, that's the the mosaic mm-hmm. hops is. Uh, it smells like it's January first, twenty twenty. So it smells like you better not smoke any weed on the way to your interview. <laughs> this smells really good. Let's have a little cheers. 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 Cheers, Johnny. Cheers, Johnny. It's good. I would buy. I would buy it just for the can. All right, so let's talk about the artwork. You really like the artwork? I love that. Describe it to our listeners. So it is an American flag, but it kind of looks like it's um, wood grain. And then the where the stars are, it's got the hops. Yeah. Um, Super cool white can with the American flag on it, and it's America the Beautiful. Super cool for bringing to 4th of July parties and stuff, right? I like that. Um, their artwork is always phenomenal. The they, I think they have the name of their artist on here. Uh, they used, oh, yeah, artwork by Dan Grzycka. Somebody else re- pronounced it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's right, well, either don't, way, they, don't have me. I can't see I, it. I reading sorry, glasses. Sorry. Well, I'm <laughs> well, I'm glad that I asked you to describe the can then. <laughs> um, but this guy's always got great artwork. They're they're very that's very prevalent. It makes the cans jump out. The beer is really good. Um, I like it because it's not heavy. Yeah. Some of their beers when they they have the lactose in it, it's just too. It's it's a little too much once you get about halfway through. This is light and refreshing. The nose on it is really good. Yeah, I think as long as this beer stays cold, you're going to want to yeah. keep drinking it. It's not it. too hoppy to either. It doesn't have that bitter It doesn't tang. have a bite to it. Yeah. It's more of a, a dank, tropical I don't finish. Li- if it's too hoppy, I'm, it, I won't like it. Jenny, want to start us off on your yeah, what's your review? What you get, what's yeah, your review I like it. it. I, I would definitely buy it. I would buy it for the artwork, just seeing it like you know, uh, in the store. Yeah. But th- the taste is really good, so I would definitely buy it based on that. Uh, out of 10, I'd probably give it a good 7.5, leaning towards 8. Oh, nice. I think it's pretty yeah. delicious. So, 775. Yep. Perfect. Holy smokes. Yeah, that's Johnny. I, I'm impressed. It's a buy it. It's a buy it. got to have it, it on Is hand. it expensive? What's the price? Uh, no, it wasn't expensive. I think it was twelve ninety nine for the four pack. I don't know. You bought it. For a four pack. I think it was twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine for a four pack. So, not too expensive. To be honest, I'm going to say this is a totally gifted beer. Okay. When you're going to a party or something, especially fourth, you know, something around the, just because how beautiful the can is. Nice. Um. But I'd buy it and pour it too. Definitely not cook with it. Sorry. Perfect. And what are you, what are you giving it out of ten? I'm glad you chose um, one. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen me? Have you met me? Do I choose one of anything? You, no. no, you don't. That's um, why we love you. I would probably do six or seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Six like or it. seven. Six point five. Perfect. Gee, what you got? Um, I'm drinking this one. I would buy it, and I'd give it a seven. Seven. I'm gonna go with Johnny. I'm gonna go seven and a half. All right, beautiful. I like this beer a lot. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I am definitely uh, I'm buying this for myself and for the Fourth of July party that I'm going to to share with buddies. You're gonna gift it to? I didn't say I'm gonna give it to them. I said I'm bringing it for myself <laughs> for, for the party. So that's a very good distinction, right? Yeah, it I'm bringing important. it to. That's I'm bringing it. I got a I got a four pack for my house and I got a four pack for the party. Not sharing. So, yeah, you're going to put it in like the large cooler and just keep your eye on it all exactly. night? Exactly. I'm going to be like, hey, So, you are missing something, then you're buying it and you're drinking it. There's nothing out There's no drinking on there. Buy it and drink it. Well, so we, we, all right. So, buying it was buying it for like your house. Okay. Gifting it was to gift it um, to like a buddy. Dump it was to dump it out. Pouring it was buying a pour like for yourself. All right, so like you're at a buying it, like at a, like, at a, like at a restaurant, like you just buy one beer. We're buying it was supposed to be buying like a. You need like to have a, drink it on there. 
Well, if you're buying it for yourself, what are you just going to stare at in your fridge for a few years? <laughs> Maybe. This is pretty beer. Going to nail it on the wall? We have, this we, is pretty beer. We have Chug It. Chug It. Yeah. <laughs> Way down there at the bottom. Look at that. We do have Chug It. I don't think you have room for any more on there anymore. There's plenty of space. But, uh, I'm giving this, uh, not to one-up you guys, but I'm giving this a 7.76. Why the extra 10? I'm just joking. I'm giving it an 8. I just said it to be a dick. I like I, it. No, I'm, you should no, stick with it. I'm, no, I'm going with an eight. I love this beer. It's tasty. This might be my favorite hot butcher beer that they have because of how light it is. Overall, pretty good reviews for Hot Butcher Ale America. I think it's tasty. We America. have another, We got another can over here for anybody else wants some more. Now, I got the smoke break this week. I get that there's just so much different things going on with technology these days, and it benefits our society. And everybody loves it, whether it's phones or computers and all this stuff. I will tell you one thing that it does not benefit is when kids are riding their bikes on their phone in the middle of the street. I'm not kidding you. Twice this past week, I almost nailed. They must have been, I don't know, 14 or 15 years old. They were just riding right down the middle of the road. I slowed down because I saw it happening. And they literally were just on their phone the whole time. So much of the fact where they looked up right before I would have hit them. And then they had to swerve because I was pretty much stopped. Like they were literally just not I'm paying just attention. I'm wondering to what the kid looked like because it could have been one of my three. This was in <laughs> this was in Buffalo, New York. So All I'm right, pretty positive that oh, it wasn't. God. So it, it just irked me because as a as a driver, it was nighttime. Um, yeah, you know, bad. like I I got enough that I got to worry about. It was nighttime. You had your lights on, and the kids almost still hit you. Yeah, they were the, not. They the were not. They were literally. They were not paying attention. And this girl was not no, paying attention. No, you can't. Your anything. brain actually. Oh, sw- that's why they say you keep yeah. not to text wow. and and drive because your brain actually uses a whole other side. I don't let my kids cross the street and look at their phone at the same time. That's smart. Yeah. I think phones should like alert you, if, like if you're in a dangerous situation and you're staring at your phone. <laughs> well, why don't you invent that? You know what I'm saying? It just pops up on your screen. Like, oh, look up. You're, you should. <laughs> the cars it. have that, right? You should delete that because you're giving. You, we could actually market it. You know. Don't give that away. That's a good idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. I'll start the job, and then she'll hook you up with the job with my company. Okay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He'll pour the whiskey. <laughs> pour whiskey. He's yeah. really good at pouring whiskey. Yeah, it's all He's a good whiskey. Pour whiskey. What a segue. What a segue. You can't have a better segue. While, while you're snapping over there, I'm going to talk about our beer, our Perfect. spirit. That's I'll just, you don't, John, you don't even have to edit that. That's just money. No, this is money. This is gold. <laughs> this is gold. So what we've, uh, we spent a lot of time the past 10 episodes uh, either talking about beer or bourbon or rye. What we're going to do today is Japanese whiskey from the Centauri group called uh, Hibiki. It's the Harmony. Centauri is the largest whiskey group in the world. They teamed up with Jim Beam. They actually bought Jim Beam, uh, which is really interesting because you'd think that it would be the other way around. But uh, Centauri decided that the United States is guzzling whiskey, so they want in on that market. And Beam has the best worldwide distribution. Oh, nice. Of whiskey. Centauri wanted to expand outside of like their you know their 30 countries that they go to. And so they're now like the, I don't know, not necessarily the king of whiskey, but they're the one of the most dominant guys in the world. And what's interesting about Japanese whiskey, a couple of things I want to I want to touch on really quick. Japanese whiskey, the age statements are starting to go away. So like Hibiki, like twenty one, or like any of these, like any large numbered age statements of Japanese whiskey are almost non-existent anymore because of the everyone wanting Japanese whiskey. They can't keep up with the demand, so they're not making as much of that. They're pumping out more of their baseline products. 
which is kind of sad, but also really interesting. So they're doing the opposite of what the Sazerac portfolio is doing. Sazerac is still pumping out the 23-year-old Pappy and put, putting out less Buffalo Trace, where these guys are pumping out more of their normal Beam Centauri stuff, less of the age statement stuff. So what we're drinking today is a 12-year-old Japanese whiskey, which is technically now it's an allocated product, whereas of five years ago, maybe not. What's, uh, the, what's the MSRP in a bottle? To be honest with you, I, I haven't seen one in a liquor store in a long time. I want to say I could look it up Where'd right you now. get it? That's not really a question that we talk about. <laughs> Who, are you the interviewer? Are you the one asking the questions over here? Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not something that we um, So the last one. last time I was at Binnie's, the guy said it, they had it going for seventy nine ninety nine. Okay, so it's an $80 bottle. We'll just go with that. Yeah. If you can find it with plus or 10 or plus, plus or minus $15 of $80, I think that's Reasonable. A, a worthwhile purchase, especially off of the reviews that we're going to get. Another diff- interesting thing about what Japanese do compared to what we do here in the United States. In the United States, we're all about like what kind of barrel it is in where the Rick house is and what the proof is. So in, in Japan, they are all about blending because this is a 12 year whiskey. Most likely that this, all of this product is not 12 years old. It's a combination of stuff that equals 12 years, just like scotches. They mimic most of their stuff about based off of scotch. So there could be six whiskeys in there at two years a piece and it can be called a 12 year. No, the average age comes out to 12. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That would be something, wouldn't it? Uh, that, that would be, add them up. Yeah. That would be a, that would be a two year whiskey then. But what they also do is that they also are really into blending. They will take their baseline whiskey at 12 years old. They'll blend it all together to get their 12-year-old product. And then they'll put it back into multiple different kinds of casks. So whether it's Dura, uh, wine, scotch, beer. And then they blend it back together to get the flavor profile that they're looking for. Where Japanese are all about blending, scotch is about you know one cask, one distillery. In the United States, it's all about proof and location so smell your elbow it cleanses your nasal palate okay and then you want to grab the glass uh somewhere between your chin and your nose but don't shove your nose into it johnny don't shove your nose in it you just did it unbelievable every single time i tell you not to it goes straight to your nose episode 11 um still doing it so what you want to do is you want to uh invoke some some sort of like emotion out of it like you don't like want to try to smell like a specific smell you just want to try to just get a, like an idea of what it maybe smells like. And then give it a tiny little sip, and then don't judge it. Put the glass down, wait a second, and then try it again. Heartburn. <laughs> I got heartburn. Maybe that's Instantaneous that heartburn? from the beer. <laughs> yeah, just from the mix of drinks. Yeah. Pizza. So another little cool tidbit about the Centauri Distillery is that there's, um, they've got four of them going. One's really not very interesting to talk about. The other three are like out in the middle of the boonies, and they're in these gorgeous, gorgeous forests and landscapes that are just incredible. But mostly not accessible for people to get right. to. Like you can go, but it's not like, hey, we're gonna go into this town. Let's go check out this <laughs> distillery. So this, the backdrops yeah. are incredible. This bottle to, is like, awesome. I was just gonna say it's one of the coolest looking bottles. Is that a girly thing to, no, that I was no. gonna say? The this same is one thing. of the best looking bottles. It is so it looks like the packaging is amazing. The top yeah. of the actual cap. It looks like a decanter. It really does. And it could, it yeah. could be, you could use it I mean, as I was, a decanter. You could actually. It actually looks like a big perfume bottle. I mean, it's that's awesome. Cut glass with the the lid looks like a crystal, and then. The hibachi kind of, I don't know if I'm saying that word wrong, but the... Hibiki. Thank you. The, um, the I, I will say this, though. For yeah, you that not, was, that's, that's, hibachi. It's not cooking in front of you. Benihana, right? Yeah. It flips for, you not, for you not being able to see very well without your glasses, you do really well with descriptions. No, I can't read little letters anymore. I'm getting old. It's in Japanese. Um, it's cool. You know, yeah. the, the, Nobody the, can read um, it. It's a beautiful bottle. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I would, yeah. It, this, is, this is tasty. I'm, I'm just not the biggest fan of scotch and Japanese whiskeys. Yeah, no, that's fine. 
I'm gonna give it a six because I like the flavor. It's the the lingering that stays with me. And yeah. Scotch does that too. It's more on the subtle side of a smoky scotch. It I mean really, it's not really smoky at all to me. So really. yeah, so when you when we talk about smoky scotches, you're thinking peaty, peaty right? Yeah. So peat is a peat moss is burnt and it goes into the malt before the malt actually mm-hmm. gets cooked into the whiskey. The smoke would be from the toasting of the barrel and the smoke around the cook. They're they're not using any peat, but I understand what you're talking about, yeah. smoky. It definitely does taste I was like say yeah. like peppery, like it's almost peppery. Yeah, okay. The flavor is good. You've had the, the highball cocktails, the, mm-hmm. the delicious cocktail bar in Glen Ellen has. That's the first Suntory whiskey cocktail that I had that I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, what was it called? It was just a, a highball. So they, they have a highball machine there uh-huh. that what, carbonizes, there. carbonizes mm-hmm. the drink like a thousand times more than what champagne is. And so it's just the booze and that with a little bit of ice. Ooh. And it's so it's just literally so straight carbon. So that's why carbonated. they call it the cocktail because like, well, I don't know what that, it, yeah. it's called. The highball. That's like what they call it. Yeah. I have no idea. The flavor is good. I just it's the lingering that kind of just this sticks with me a little bit more than I wanted to. Yeah, I'm a fan of this. I I know I said that I had a little bit of heartburn, but that's another issue. Uh, <laughs> I think that it did go down really smooth. I enjoyed it. Like we said, it's not on the peaty side of like a you know it doesn't have that real strong peaty taste to it. But I thought it was really smooth. I enjoyed it. I do. I am a Scotch guy, so I do like that kind of. What's, stuff, your, what's so your rating? I would give this an eight. Nice. I thought it was really good. Good. So yeah. what do you do? Do you buy it, gift it, dump it? I would buy it. Nice. Yeah. You said you gave it a six, Mike? I give it a six. I would probably, because I know what it is, I would probably buy it and keep it in my house for people who enjoy that. Because I do know that there's a, a market and people who really enjoy Japanese whiskey. Yeah. It's not as prevalent in the Midwest as it is on the coasts, in my opinion, based on what I... Yeah, I agree. The yeah. social medias that I follow you can see really? it. it's, a li- it's a lot more prevalent on the east coast and west coast um but not especially so much the west coast. yeah but no I, I i would i would buy and, and get it on the back bar kristen what do you got as far as a rating and what well, you would do with it? Um, since i'm a virgin i can't really rate it but the <laughs> is it the, either it's the first or the this second best my, whiskey you've ever had in your life <laughs> the first or the second. so different and the two whiskeys were so different i'm not gonna i mean so but you now could, but you got a little range i do though. a little Isn't range that's kind of cool the other one was really sweet yeah this one's a little more hot and peppery um but the bottle is so freaking awesome like i would I love that bottle. It's gorgeous. So I'm giving it. I'm gonna give shelf it, it. I'm shelfing it, and I'm gonna give it a seven. All right, cool. That, that's that's right? good. Nice. I am 100% buying this, buying two, gifting one, drinking one, and I'm gonna give this uh, eight and a half. Awesome. Mm. Cool. I think it's right. totally unique. Uh, there's a lot of other Japanese whiskey out there that is much much lighter and more florally, and I think this is more up the the lines of like a, a rye. Cool. All right. Let's talk about our customer of the week. All right. For now, not everybody's going to understand this. So let me just kind of break it down. It hits home a little bit. I have a hard time not interrupting you. Okay. And and you can jump in anytime you want. I had a customer, $55 tab, $25 gift card. It's got down to like $30 and some change or whatever. $5 tip. Mm. My customer of the week is people who tip on the total of the bill after a gift card has been run that's not the actual total. So I know that sounds like a lot. And, I, and it happens. It's it, it's so much more prevalent in the restaurant industry than people realize. I don't know what the mindset is with people when they go into it. That they're like, oh, we had a $55 tab and we, we we're saving 25 bucks. Let's just tip $5. Because 5 on 30 isn't the worst thing in the world. I've never talked about that ever. Exactly. It's, just, it's fine. Great. great thanks. It's fine. Yeah. See you soon. Yeah, it's 12% or 15%. Okay, so question. 
we were talking about when, okay, so you have a gift card. When do you tell the server you've got the gift card? doesn't matter. At the end, it's fine. It doesn't matter. So, because part of it is sometimes I won't even tell the server I have a gift card so I can get the total bill. Until afterwards? So then I can tip a, it. And then I'm like, can you adjust the bill? Here's my gift card. Well, and, that's and then a, I've been told that's rude that I should let them know no, ahead of time. No, 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 no. That's, no, that's, that's that, no, absolutely you, not. That's I not ask, rude at all. If I ask you what you want to drink tonight and you're like, I've got a gift card, I'm like, Great. Yeah, yeah. Let's what, talk about that in an hour. Yeah, exactly. What do you want to drink? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So because I, want, because I do want to see the full bill. So sure. That and that, and that's, that's very self-conscientious mm-hmm. of you, you know, and very forward thinking as far as a customer goes, but not most customers are thinking that way. If someone says they have a gift card, um, professionally, you should be giving somebody the same service regardless. Right. And I, I thought you were going to actually say that I don't tell people I have a gift card until I get the actual bill oh, because, because I don't want some oh. the service to like lack or something like that. So my mindset already went in a different direction, you know. Do you think that can be solved with like a different receipt format? Yes. That's kind of what I so, mean. Like, so, yeah. so what? So you circle the actual total? No, no, you give them the full receipt first. Well, you do that anyways. And then they say, here's a $25 gift card. No, here's I'm, a gift card. And here's the, put the rest on a, on a credit card. Yeah, for like a gift card receipt, it has a special line that says your your total bill was, you know, right before like the tip area. Yeah, I guess. You, well, you could, mm. you, could, you could work that into it. But also, it takes that person to look at it without you circling it and drawing right. a huge well, ass arrow to it. Have you noticed that there's a lot of, um, of <laughs> receipts that will tell you how to tip? Like... Yeah, like you're 15, so stupid. That well, you here's need to here's know. 15, 18, right, here's and 20%. percent. So I, I like that. And you're like, well, oh, <laughs> that's the amount I want. I like this. So it doesn't. People don't have to pull their phones out and right. check stuff well, really, out. Really, I mean, twenty percent is ten percent twice. If you can't I mean, figure out what three times the tax is, right? To figure out what a good tip well, is, twenty percent is a great tip, and I just do ten percent twice, right? So if the bill's twenty dollars, what is it? Four dollars. That a girl. Yeah, it's ten percent twice. It's incredible. Thank you. I know I'm super good at math. Not, but that was. I'm really good at tipping. You are really good at tipping. Not one. Not the reason why you're one of your. But okay, one so of my on the gift on the gift card helps. thing though, here's another little fun thing. What if you're in a group or even a small group and somebody has a gift card and you're splitting the bill? Does the gift card go towards the total or just that person's portion? That's a whole other podcast. So that's yeah. another. That's, but that's, that's another a whole podcast. Beef. Right my there. husband can't stand it when someone's like. My part, I'm going to use the gift card. No, you just put the gift card on the total amount and split it. Well, if, all right, so if, if, or go my, out by yourself. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> if you don't want to have friends, don't bring it. Don't, yeah, don't bring it. I don't me. mind the split check thing, and then you can pay however you want. But if you're if you're going in on a well, everybody's throwing twenty down, and you're like, well, I got this twenty five dollar right, gift card. Let so me get five cheesy. bucks back. I can't that's stand different. That. That's different. Yeah. But if everybody's on a split check. Then it doesn't. Oh, you well, know, split checks. Then it doesn't. The shit then it doesn't matter. Too, by the way, so. Well, we we've gotten beyond that. My group does we were, not do split checks. FYI. <laughs> no, I know. And we do not. Right, and you guys are great about that. But in the restaurant industry, you have to, and you have to adhere to that because a lot of people do. Especially nobody carries cash anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's going to happen. I wish our restaurant group would, would do uh, if you're over eight, a party of eight, we don't split checks. Yeah. We're so high volume. You could literally put a server in, weeds, in the weeds for four hours because it's a group of eight wants split checks after they've already gotten the check. That's the one thing that I bring up with my friends. If you're going to split the check, you need to let them know ahead of time. Yeah. And then we would go, do it as who's your daddy. So like I'm with Doug. So she could do like a check. Everybody, you know, and then if you keep ordering, yeah. they've got Doug's check. They've got Mike's check. They've got Garrett's check, you know. And Mike so needs a job. Who's your daddy? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Mike, and my, it's not Mike. No, just kidding. <laughs> Johnny, what's your thoughts on on this gift card thing? Do you... well, I think I think you should be able to you should be able as a human being 
you know, you figure got the, it out, right? You got in your car, you drove to the restaurant, you ordered your meal. <laughs> you should be able to figure, figure out, it out what the total was. You should be tipping out of fifty-five dollars. Yeah, and right? I don't know if no, like many people, like know how to do this, which I'm sure they should. But so it's twenty dollars. The decimal point, you move it to the left once. So it's two. So it's two. And then you double it. You double that. So yep. it's four dollars. Four dollars out of twenty percent. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Awesome. Kristen, thank you so much for joining oh, us. We've had a lot you. of fun. Um, anytime you feel like you want to come back on or, you make know. An, make an appointment. Make an appointment. <laughs> I don't know. Kira might not like me. <laughs> my port whiskey comments. Exactly. I don't blame him. That's all he does, man. That's all he does. <laughs> thank awesome. you so much for having me. Beautiful. You're you're pleasant and a lovely lady. I'm so glad we got to hang out outside of my normal place. I get to hang out with you at work. For all you listeners out there, contact us. Send us some emails. Text us. Most of, uh, most of you guys know us send us some text tell us what you want us to talk about we want this to be interactive uh we really love doing this and we have a lot of fun doing that and this and hopefully that it comes through when we're uh when you guys are listening to us the next podcast we're not going to do any interviews garrett and i are going to get to do some solo stuff uh together obviously it's not solo stuff that's Singing. duo what stuff <laughs> John won't be in the room. Hang on, hang on. On the next podcast, uh, Garrett and I will not be doing anything weird. We will be doing normal podcast stuff. We will be doing solo stuff with each other. Uh, two guys, one beer. Two guys, two mics. Oh, boy. Two guys, two mics, one beer. Two straws. Minutes. It's a 12-minute oh, video. All right, this has really gone off the rails. But on the next podcast, Garrett and I will join you for podcast number 12. Uh, where we will do beer reviews and spirit reviews and not do anything weird beyond that. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we love you all. Have a great night. Cheers. Bye. Later. First of all, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, families, and friends that support us throughout this. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check out exclusive content at our website, SippingSocialPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about us. A huge thank you to our producer, John, in the Underground Studio. A shout-out to our boy, Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rockin' music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. Intro again. <laughs> do, we, do we have a? Do you mid- want me to sing it? Do we have a mid-tro? <laughs> You're such a dick. I like I, I like listening to it. <laughs> Where'd you guys it get the music me. for that? that it's our be... it's our buddy. He, he's uh, he's really in a band. Cool. It's called Davenport Ed. Oh, he actually played. Yeah, it? it's his. Nice. It's it's recorded professionally, and he has. They have three albums out. Wow. And I asked him if we could just use the music. He's like, yeah, as long as you give us a shout out. So. Yeah.